this is very Spanish Latin influence. And I was like, is Celine spicy white? Like, I didn't know. Spicy <laughs> white? <laughs> I what didn't is know. spicy white? <laughs> you got a little something something in you, but you're not really, like... <laughs> But you're white, like you are white, you're clearly white, but there's something, something. You're 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 connected to a different culture just a little bit, right? It's like I mean she's a- French. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of The Other Side of the Tracks. My name is Jamie Driscoll. And my name is Caleb Rainey. And this week, we let the children's laughter remind us of how we used to be, and we go down with a smile. Because this week, we listened to Celine Celine Dion's Falling Into You and Whitney Houston's self-titled 1985 album, Whitney Houston. And we've got some opinions. Oh my goodness! Why do we, why do you gotta go down with a smile? Uh- <laughs> Sad boys, baby. That's what we do on the other side of the tracks. We're well known for going down with a smile. That's true. That's true in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got Celine Dion's uh, "Falling Into You." Do you got some? You got some background for me, Jamie? Always. Well, Love like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's uh, one time. <laughs> So, uh, Celine Dion, uh, Celine Marie Claudette Dion was born March 30th, 1968 in Charlemagne, Quebec, the youngest of 14 children. Too many. (laughs) 14. Dang. And she made a name for herself. I'm just saying. (laughs) After, after five children, there's no way that the parents don't have clear cut favorites and one that they just don't like. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, and now we have to talk about Celine's ability to belt has to be because she needs to be heard. There's 14 kids. <laughs> I need some bread. That's that's her at the dinner table. <laughs> uh, so uh, Celine was raised Roman Catholic, uh, and apparently it was a very poor but very happy home. Hmm. Uh, she sang publicly for the first time at age five at her brother's wedding. And at age 12, she collaborated with her brother Jacques to write and compose her first song, Nothing But a Dream. Another brother sent this song to the music manager, René Angelil, who was reportedly moved to tears by the song and vowed to make her a star and mortgaged his first home to fund her first album. Oh my God. I mean, so this manager, this manager, René, is going to be important shortly. So, oh, oh, lock that in. Oh, oh. her first record, La Vaux du Bon Dieu, became a number one hit and made her an instant star in Quebec. After seeing Michael Jackson in concert, Dion told Angelil uh, she wanted to be that level of a star and underwent extensive dental surgery at his expense to improve her appearance. Whoa. And this is at like age 
was like 17-ish. I mean, that's very Michael Jackson-esque too, so that makes sense. It tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her international breakthrough was in 1991, performing the title track to Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Oh. And do you you remember that weird thing in the 90s? I want to say it started with Beauty and the Beast, but always during the closing credits, there would be like, the title track of the song performed by like uh, famous artists of the day, like uh, in Aladdin at the end of the, the whole new world was performed by, it was like Tony Braxton and some other dude. Um, oh, maybe I do remember. Yeah. And they still do it today. Uh, like uh, f- uh, in frozen Two, uh, the dude from uh, panic at the disco does a cover of in the unknown, which is r- shockingly really fucking awesome. Really? I'm going to check that out. Yes, it's crazy. And it's weird because I usually go for female vocals over male, but I love that version. Mm. So here we go. In 1994, uh, Celine Dion would marry Renee Angelil, mm. the dude that she met when she was 12. Right, I want to know what the age difference is. He mortgaged his house to help this 12-year-old, so... It's like 30 years apart. Ooh, that's that's a go. All right, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Yikes. she would gain a stepson who is... Older than she is. I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. That's a hard pass. Yeah, yeah. Hard pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little Yo, weird. White people be doing some crazy shit. <laughs> With ages, among other things. The album we're going into today, uh, Falling Into You, is her fourth English album, and she tried to incorporate newer sounds of musical effects and collaborated with Jim Steinman of Bad Outta Hell fame to produce It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Wow. Okay. I was wonder- we're gonna get to it. That, I was wondering okay. if that might have mm. activated for you. Mm. Uh, this album garnered rave reviews and became her most critically and commercially successful albums. So that's that's some background on our on our girl Celine. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's info I gotta take in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hmm. I have some follow-up questions, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So just like last time, we're going to do uh, our new format where uh, I choose the five songs out of the White Album to talk about to kind of represent that album. And Jamie will do the same for the Black Album. Uh, and uh, we're going to hop in with, of course, I'm going to talk about It's All Coming Back to Me Now. There's absolutely yes. no way we're not talking about this song. Woo! Wow. Uh, um, Woo-wee. Um, this song is a ride it is a ride and actually i'm really glad that you you said it's uh what's stein is that what was the name steinman yeah steinman uh this makes so much sense because one of the things that i named is like this is a story this has like this has a soundscape we start the intro is dope it's dark board on the piano then like we've got a twinkle of the lighter notes, some strings in the background sounding kind of ominous. Then there's like a breeze coming through. Like I, I was like, am I in a fucking movie? It was <laughs> great. Um, immediately hooked into this song. Um, and then we've got lines like, what is it? There were nights when the wind was so cold that my body froze in bed. If I just listened to it right outside my window. And I was like, oh, hey. So she's been to Iowa. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> now that you say she, her being from Canada is wild to me. Um, yeah. So if these nights were cold, they were cold. Yup. Uh, um, 
I thought like so musically this song was so enjoyable, right? We've got uh like the tempo changes were fun whenever we changed tempo and kind of slow down what was going on which does give me very much bad out of the hell feelings now like now i'm really yep. shook by that there's a tambourine um and i was like later in the song i've never heard a tambourine sound so triumphant um, <laughs> <laughs> um and there are moments where like the 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 instruments just came in at the perfect time right uh we've got there are moments of gold and there were flashes of light and every time that that line is saying the electric guitar comes in just like perfectly right yeah i love it i love it there is i do have a question uh because i was like really listening to this background music like there's like a clickety clackety sound that i have no idea what it is what is it's those little um I, I forget the name of them, but they're, they're usually in, like, uh, Latin music. Like, ah, you know what I'm okay. talking about? And we're going to bring up Latin music later because I have questions about that. But I know what you're now. What are, the, what are those called? They're little, like, clav- I want to say clavinova, but that's the wrong word. It's nope. like, but they're not, but they're, but like they're together um, with your fingers. But they're wood, but they're wood, but they're not, they're not symbols. The clickety clackety things. <laughs> Google clickety clacky finger instruments. <laughs> the castanets. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I totally knew that. I definitely, I definitely did. <laughs> so that was mesmerizing. Um, okay, but okay. So I have so many notes, and they're not organized, but there are just so many thoughts about this song. Uh, <laughs> what I thought was interesting about this song is like we don't start hearing her vocal power, which will be very clear throughout the album, but we don't really hear it until like the middle of the song, right? When she hits this, it's all coming back to me now and the band comes in, that's when we hit like the actual, we start hearing the strength of her voice. And we wait till the middle of the song, which to me is such a ride, right? Um, to, to make that happen. We've got, oh, God, I have so many moments where the music played so perfectly. Slamming of the door, drum roll, yes. <laughs> Oh, oh, her voice has this like tender softness, but then there's like this growl oh. that she brings in, and that yes. that like difference, perfect. The line, a line that stuck out to me: "There were these empty threats and hollow lies, and whenever you tried to hurt me, I just hurt you even worse and so much deeper." And I was like, "Damn, Selena's taking responsibility. That is accountability right there. She is owning yep. what she's done." Uh, but that does make me wonder, Jamie, have you ever been in this situation where, you know, you're always, uh, you get hurt. So you, uh, try to retaliate kind of extremely. Is that, is that in your personality? That is not in my personality. It's just not like I, I don't, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a tit for tat guy. Like my, my, my mentality is like when I find out that I've, I've done wrong or hurt somebody I'm always the person who's been trying to like smooth it over or explain it and like apologize. Mm. I really honestly can't think of like, oh, you did this? Well, I'm going to fucking do that. Like, that's just not me. Hmm. Ah, you're just Caleb. so mature. I'm proud of you, buddy. Uh... Well, how about you, buddy? <laughs> I think I've, I've only really done it uh, once and it was in probably my most toxic relationship. And so, you know, it's fair. It, not fair, but it makes sense. Yeah, but I but I think it's out of my character too. Like I'm not really uh, I'm a get you back kind of person. Um, 
but I am in constant conflict because I am also very obsessed with fairness. And so those two can battle ah. with each other. But I also don't like hurting people. So, yeah. you know, it's a tough go. Oh, but I, okay, another line that stuck out to me is, if you forgive me of all this, if I forgive you of all that, we forgive and forget, and it'll all come back to me now. And I and it's all coming. And I was like, oh, if if you forgive me of this, I'll forgive you that. And it's so soft. Oh, it's so it it's is. surrendering, like the surrender that's in this. Oh, um, so that is what I like love. Oh, and my one of my like favorite subtle things that happens in this song is that the the lyrics end with and if we. And that's the end of the lyrics? She gives us a cliffhanger in this cinematic song. It begs for a sequel. I know. So so let me ask you a question. Do you think they got back together? Mm, mm. And and I have to say yes. I think I think it's it's it gets so soft near the end. Like I have to believe it all came back. And we are... Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel good. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I think it's a healthy relationship. I, that I still have questions about. But They've I do got think some they work got to do. Together. Right. Yeah. And also, it was interesting. I couldn't really tell if this song... Like, what was interesting about coming back to this person is that it could have been, like physical and that was something that was interesting right it was the hugs and the kiss the look at me those are the things that made it and so i was always interested and in like was this a toxic relationship with great sex and is that what it was uh, <laughs> and so we keep coming back because it was so physically based but the voice is so tender that i want to believe it's got such depth to it i want to yes. believe this relationship is like full wholeheartedly complicated this felt like it felt passionate at the at the very mm. least uh, either either physically or emotionally yeah i mean you hit you hit most of what i wanted to say but i i, I love her I, her voice is so bold and controlled like at mm. the same time it, i mean I like she really does a great uh, job of tension and release in this song specifically of building you up and like lifting you up and then bringing you back down and like really having a moment with you. I felt like she was carrying me when, oh. when she was oh. speaking softly. She was just like yeah. rocking me like a little I felt baby. Like, I felt like my hand, her, my head was in her hands, you know, like she's just, oh. <laughs> she's, she's taking me. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't emphasize how much, how I, I wrote her voice is irresponsibibly good. It's Your just response. an incredibly like ride of a cinematic song. I, a, a couple lines that I pulled out that I really liked. Um, there were hours that just went on for days. Mm. That's a great. That's a great little that line. line. Um, I will say this song did make me full on cry at a certain point. Because <laughs> like, when I'm really listening to that shit, sometimes it just gets into me. Yep. Uh, the the line uh, the flesh and the fantasies. If you say flesh in a song, I'm just in. Are flesh you, is just for me, a... flesh is a wild word to me. I'm not sure. It feels too right, and I think that messes with me. <laughs> flesh is just a good word. It's just better than skin. Flesh. Yeah, yeah. It's the F um, sound. 
Um, yeah, leaving the song on the cliffhanger. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for it's all coming back to me now. I, I will say I thought it was an amazing, amazing song to start this album with. Yep. yep. And it kind of wrote a check that the rest of the album could not cash. Okay, okay. There, uh, yeah, you're right. I don't know if there's another song on this album that really t- touches this song. On all of its no. levels. On all of its levels. It because there's so it's musically rich. It's so well done with also the vocal range and control and then like the passion that's in it. It is it is a t- is this an undeniable banger? I think this is an undeniable it's banger. It's an undeniable banger. <laughs> I was right next thing. It's an undeniable banger. It's an undeniable banger. It absolutely is. Which is so funny that we're putting Celine Dion on an undeniable but it is what it is. You have to try to not like this song. You have to have a barrier up. You have to be like, yep. oh, yeah, fucking yep. Celine Dion. If you just listen to this and accept it, <laughs> like, just accept that, yeah, it's a French white lady who married an old dude, and just just <laughs> accept it and love it, because this is a beautiful song. It is so fully what it's meant to be. Um, yes. It is, oof. Um, all right, then we will move on. Um, I'm actually going to slide us to... Our title track, uh, Falling Into You. Okay. Um, yeah. So, to be clear, I'm skipping Because You Love Me, um, which is how I feel about that. Uh, I d- okay. Right. To be clear, if I ever skip a song, it doesn't mean I didn't like it, uh, but there's things I want to talk about, about uh, with other things, which is, you have now given me info I didn't have. So, what I wrote with this song is... This is very Spanish Latin influence, and I was like, "Is Celine spicy white?" Like I didn't know. Spicy <laughs> white. <laughs> I what is know. spicy white? <laughs> you got a little something something in you, but you're not really like. <laughs> but you're white, like you are white. You're clearly white, but there's something something. You're 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 connected to a different culture just a little bit, right? It's like I mean, she's um, French. Right, which, but that made, which is confusing because that's not Latin, which is where I got like a little confused. Um, Because I was like, I don't know where she's from. I mean, maybe she knows a little, a few, you know, Latin people. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And so I really thought, I was like, maybe she's spicy white because I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt that this wasn't like. Uh, that's like, you know, that's when white people are like, nah, I'm Italian. You're just spicy white. Like, you're you're still white. Uh, like, you clearly are. But you got a little culture of something, something. Um, so, so that is like, because I love the sound of this song. Um, I love the subtle strings in the back. Um, I thought the chorus is fucking enchanting, is what I wrote. Like, I'm falling into you. This dream could come true. It feels so good falling into you. I was like, I, she could sing that to me forever. Um, and I would love it. I, it was enchanting to me. Um, and I like the turn to like, catch me. Don't let me drop. Like I'm falling into you. Yeah. And like, catch me. Don't let me drop. I liked that turn. Um, of course I've got to name the sexy sax. We've got a sexy sax. I will die by a sexy sax. Uh, I want a sexy sax at my funeral. <laughs> Love a good sexy sax. I'll always name it. Um, and then... And it won't be the last time in this album, I bet. Uh, and you're right. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, and and while you sleep, I will miss you. I was like, oh, girls got it bad. 
That's that's bad right there. That's I I pulled out that line as well, and I was thinking to myself, like, in a way, that's really sweet, but also, like, take your foot off the gas, honey. Like, let me sleep. <laughs> like, like, sleep helps me be, like, the best person for me, you know? Like, that's a good... Yeah. <laughs> you should probably be let sleeping, go... too. Yeah, go subconscious. It's okay. That's not, that's not a mark against your love for me. Go ahead and sleep. Take a nap. You're good. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I have for falling into you. I just musically really liked this song. Okay, yeah, I, a uh, couple of my thoughts, I, I, it feels like a, like a sultry, sweaty night, like a slow a jam candidate for night. sure, and I feel like I could see a woman in a red dress dancing mm. with a man in an unbuttoned shirt with chest hair that I'm jealous oh. of, mm. just like, <laughs> totally going for it, um, mm. Mm. I, I don't. I don't think I'll ever listen to this song ever again, but her voice was incredible. Wild. I actually think I would listen to this song again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't that much there for me in this one. It's it not, was, it's it not a good. song that I'm, like, going for clearly for the lyrics, right? Like, I'm going there because I just like – if it was on, I'd be happy it's on. I'm actually not sure I would put it on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just slight yeah. difference. All right. Uh, the next – uh, we are gonna skip over Make You Happy and Seduces Me, and we're gonna jump right into All By Myself. All by myself. Nailed it, nailed Don't it. Be... Keep going. Woo. <laughs> Don't be no, That's all uh, I remember. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so love this song. Uh, this was the point in the album where I was like, oh shit, this is Celine. I sing this song. That point, that part, by myself, all the time. I don't know. Why do you I... sing that by yourself? <laughs> I don't know. You're not by yourself, buddy. You got us. <laughs> Pretty often by myself, generally. Uh, <laughs> but, and so I'll sing that. Um, and that's crazy. That's what. That's one of those moments where we have to name how much like things get into culture without us knowing the origin of them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And I was, and I'm not even going to name this as necessarily a white thing. I would say more white things than not. Uh, that like white music becomes like so common culture, but I mean black music does too. Uh, more recently, uh, but that was one of those songs where I was like, "Wow, Celine really is everywhere," and I just don't know it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I the the line near the beginning is making love was just for fun. Those days are gone now. I was like, oof, we've been there, we've done that, you know. Reality hits, um, and then we've got this line that really is like twisting uh, the knife. Living alone, I think of all the friends I've known, but when I dial the telephone, nobody's home. Fuck. Um, <laughs> that is. I pull I pulled out that lyric too, the dial dial the telephone, nobody's home. That's that's a song lyric that's just gone. Like we're never gonna get that lyric Ooh, ever again. You're right, you're right. And, and how much life has changed now that we are able to be in constant contact with everybody. Like it's not like I'm sitting, I hope somebody calls. Like you always have someone to text or to call or where wherever you are, you're at the grocery store, you're fucking taking a shit. Somebody's gonna it's equally likely someone's going to reach out to you. And so that, that, that time of just waiting by the phone is gone. 
Jamie, I don't know if you've ever went through uh, self-isolating depression, um, because then you're wrong. <laughs> um, maybe I did. Because there, maybe. Because I, I think there's a difference between always having the ability to reach out to someone and always like actually getting to connect and reach out to someone, right? Um, because you can tell yourself you don't have anyone to call or to text. Um, and that may not be true, but that is, a, that is a thing, right? Where you feel like you don't have anyone to reach out to. Oh, okay. Then no, uh, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, because there are times where I, I'm not going to talk to anyone. I can't. Um, I can't. Like, there, no one will answer even if I try. Um, oh, buddy. I will, I'll always, I will always be there. You can, like, don't let... If that ever crops up for you, I'm always. You can always text me, and I'll always, I'll always be there. Um, Speaking of being all by yourself, <laughs> I don't need that. All right, I don't need that. Different life, different times. Um, I would argue, you know, depression goes into remission sometimes. So um, it's great. It's nice. All right, so I also love the subtle electric guitar in the background. It's like such a good touch. Like, gotta love mm-hmm. that whammy bar. We're on, I think that's what it's called. We are on the whammy bar in this song. Um, I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what it feels like. That's what I think it is. Um, we also have the swelling during, like, the piano solo moment. Like, that piano Ooh, swell. yeah. Here for it. Musically, great song. Um, and then we've got the big notes, that voice. It's followed up by the whole dang band is what I wrote. <laughs> and it is perfection. Like, it just... Oh, when it gets big, it gets big. Um, and I, I also wrote... That's what she girl. said. <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, this girl can sing. And I was like, maybe she is black. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Yo, when you've got pipes, yes. And this uh, is this is a... T- uh, uh, I mean, we're putting two albums up against each other of women who can sing. And I was ooh, wondering ooh. If, it, if it was going to shine through for you, if, if there was going to be a little bit of a slight bit of resistance with the Whitney Houston of it all. And yep. I'm glad I'm glad you can you can you can recognize that. I mean, these I are recognize. just some golden pipes. Yeah. Dude, there was a moment where I was doing the stank face like I was listening to a good. You know, I was like, mm, <laughs> mm, 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 sing it, girl. Mm, ooh. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it had me. So, like, she brings it. Uh, but that is most of what I had on All By Myself. I, I, this is, this is not a song. This is not an ox chord choice unless you're by yourself crying. Uh, like, this is not. Uh, what a be. <laughs> you hit, you hit most of the things I want to say. I, I will say at this point in the album, when mm-hmm. I'm listening through it, I, I was like, uh-oh. I think we're in Dangerously in Love territory here oh and yep, i started yep. i started having a hard time with this album mm. she always sounds good she yep. her her voice is always there it's just the lyrics yeah I, yep. I don't think there's so a single song on here that doesn't sound good but i'm like yo you need to be talking about something else soon yep yep what I said, I did want to uh, say one thing. This is actually a cover. Um, this was a song originally what? performed by Eric, Eric Carmen in 1975. I want to clarify that this is her one of at least two covers on this album. This is this brings it up to three, my friend. Oh my god, there's a third one. 
Okay, we'll talk about yep. it when we get there, I guess. But that so yep. all by myself. Have we skipped a cover so far? Uh, is seduce me is make you happy a cover? Uh, is because no. you loved me isn't a cover. I assume that's the one that she made for cl- up close and personal. Yep. Okay, that's, so we just haven't made it yet. Oh my god. Okay, that makes me feel some type of way. We can talk about that mm-hmm. later. Um, yeah, keep going. She could be singing about a ham sandwich, and I'd be enjoying the song just as much. <laughs> yeah, true. Just because of her how she can just belt. I feel like this is when she really starts just like belting it out and showing her vocal range and just really being able to appreciate what a beautiful and unique voice she has. And the key to like any Celine Dion impersonation is to just like sing from the back of your throat and then out the side of your mouth. So it's like, it's like a little bit share. I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to do it. But I mean, as long as you can sing in the back. And whenever you see her performing, she's always singing out the side of her mouth, but like Drew Barrymore style. Why? Okay. Oh, dental That's how she be. Um... Oh, take that. (laughs) Snaggletooth bitch. Snaggletooth Canadian ass bitch. Go get some Tim Hortons. (laughs) Oh, we don't have to be so savage. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Just to talk out of the side of your mouth. We're playing dozens. <laughs> I, she didn't know. They gotta know they're in it. <laughs> you don't know what it means to win. It's going down. Meet me in your club. It's going down. Either way, you need to guarantee to go down. Hey everyone. Sad boys Jamie and Caleb here. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Other Side of the Tracks. We just wanted to take a second to thank some folks before we jump back into the episode. First off, thank you to The Milker Project for the use of their arrangement of Never Going Down Again. Scope them out on YouTube for more great arrangements. We also want to thank our sponsors for today's episode. If you want to help keep the lights on over at Sad Boy HQ, you can do so either via our Patreon at patreon.com backslash other side of the tracks, or shoot us an email at other side of the tracks cast at gmail.com your support means the world to us if you're unable to financially support oh wait shit, i was gonna make a joke <laughs> <laughs> keep that in that's funny <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna make. if you're unable to financially support you can always share us with someone you think would enjoy us our sponsors for today's episode are caleb the negro artist rainy that's me who has a couple of poetry books out um, the first one is Look Black Boy. The second is Heart Notes. You can also get the first spoken word album, Look Black Boy, on my website, thenegroartist.com. The other sponsor is Editor Taylor's podcast, The Tantalus Tales, a real place story-driven D&D podcast. Scope it out wherever you find podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We love hearing from you listeners, so feel free to reach out to us via social media. Enjoy the rest of the show. When it comes to finances, no one likes to admit that they have no idea what they're doing. But lucky for you, there's Edward Jones. At Edward Jones, they have an established process to help you reach your goals and take control of your finances. They want you to know what's most important to you, and they'll stick with you to keep you on track. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to Edward Jones advisor Jim Nipple. That's right, Nipple, at edwardjones.com backslash jim dash Nipple. K-N-I-P-P-L-E. Silly name, serious about money. Um, all right, and then we're going to skip over Declaration of Love. 
um, and jump into You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, which I have interesting feelings on, right? Uh, because I was didn't, like, I was, so first listen, right? I'm driving, actually, but I had to, like, make sure I wrote this down. I was like, is this, I asked, first, first listen, is this originally Celine's song? Because I've heard so many black covers. That's what I wrote. Um, then I, you know, I was looking up the lyrics. It's Aretha Franklin. It's Aretha Franklin's song. But do you know who wrote it? No, who wrote it? Carol King. <laughs> As a white lady. So that does that make it better? But it's but it's Aretha's song. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I, I, th- I think it so cancels out. It's originally the Aretha song, uh, or she sings it first in nineteen eighty or nineteen sixty eight. Um, and I I we've had this conversation before, but this is a really interesting spot where I was like, I don't think this counts as appropriation, but I really don't know. If I think if Aretha Franklin had written it, we we could we could be having some feelings. But I mean, it definitely. Oh, it, so it's a cover of an iconic song by a black voice. Yeah, and I think I think the thing we've got to name is I don't think that Celine got more famous from this song than Aretha did. So I, I feel like it's even, and I feel like it's not like Celine took anything from uh, Aretha Franklin's legacy by by covering this song. Um, I'd agree. But I did have the question, then, how many times do you think this song and this version was the first time a white woman had heard this song? Mm, I don't know. I really don't. Like, when, when, when you think of this, oh, excuse me. When you think of this song, or at least from from my perspective, I think of the Aretha version first. Mm, mm. Um, and I, I mean, 1967. God, it's been it's been in the public space for 30 years before Celine got it. I I, I want to say this this song is still Aretha's over Celine Dion. Mm, mm. It's I a beautiful that. rendition. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's what it is. Is like at one point I wrote, I was like. She's got pipes to do this song though, so respect. Yes. Like I like <laughs> Ah, R E S P E C T. She also sings that on this album? No. <laughs> but uh, okay, but then also what what is interesting and I think I don't think we've really talked about, right? Is like I so I love the addition of the background vocals and I was wondering if they're black. And one thing that we haven't really talked about is like what is it like or or what what what's the stance on a white person using black vocals um, to clearly, I don't know, blacken up the song, you know, like what is that? Don't, okay? don't take that away from us. Don't take that away from us. We need it. We need it so bad. Oh my God. Please don't, please don't, please, 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 please. <laughs> oh, no, let me think of, I think, I mean, Hmm. Cause it's almost like, okay. A bad example of this is Miley Cyrus twerking, on stage with a whole bunch of other black women so that she can seem black, even though she's clearly not right. It's like cashing in on blackness, even though you're not black. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, I think, I mean, I think if you, if, if, uh, if, you know, I'm working on a song and I'm like, Oh, you know what this needs is some backup vocals and they need to meet these requirements. And I audition a bunch of people and I'm like, uh, I want you and you. And they they both happen to be black folks. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But if I sit down and I'm like, ooh, 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 we need some black. We need some black. Who, 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 who can come here and be black? That's an issue. <laughs> well, but that's what I think that's a little bit like this, right? One, we've, we were covering a black person song. But then two, I mean, if, if we're going to be in the music industry, my guess is that like the cover for that would be in this scenario, ooh, we need some gospel singers. Gospel singers in the background of this would be really good. That is That is our code of being like, we want a black singer. Right, that's what you're naming. That's the same thing as going, oh yeah, my those they were dressing pretty uh, urban. You you meant black. You're saying black, right? Like it's the same thing. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I hear you. I'm listening. I'm so my hearing. guess is like when you're making this song or when we're redoing it or covering it or whatever. My guess is that probably the producer or the musicians or whoever were involved in this were probably like, ooh, like some gospel singers in the back would be good here. Okay, but let me let me let me posit this. I hear what you're saying. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um. But would it be is do you th- could that potentially be a way of keeping it the authenticity of the black voice that was originally and paying tribute to it versus mm. being like, oh, wait, we, we got it. Would it be worse if it was just like, hey, all, we're not getting any black folks on this fucking song. We got to keep it white like that. That sounds more fucked up to me. It, it could be. It, I'm saying I hear what you're saying as. I hear you. It could um, play. It could play as as respect, <laughs> as like as paying homage to, and actually like harking back to the roots of this song, carrying that mm. essence through. Okay, and they just sound good. I mean, let's just stop. Let's just stop right there. <laughs> they fucking sound good. And you're if you're making an album, you want to make it sound as good as possible. And if we've got some people giving some backup tracks who just happen to be black, fucking so be it. Mm, mm, mm. You're right. You're right. I'll give, I, win. I'll give a, I give a pass on this song. I think this is a conversation we still have to have again later when another white artist inevitably brings in white black voices to quote unquote blacken up, you know, their sound. Um, there's there are questions to that, but I don't know. But we don't if have to hit it now. Like I just yeah. If you're bringing people in just to be black, that's an issue. <laughs> it's like an idea of getting street cred. Like you know, you're you're yes. That immediately sounds icky on my ears. That immediately sounds like something that shouldn't be done. But then it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Black people don't know how to sing. I don't know. Sometimes that gospel hit. Yeah, hit us with a, hit us with some songs, Caleb. Right no, now. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> You're the singer in this group. <laughs> oh God, help us all! I love the U U U run. Uh, that was good. There's a moment where it's before the day I met you, life was so unkind, and the strings come in, and I love it. A lot of this album has like the perfect entrances, right? Like they're like the moments come ah. right, right at the right time, um, right in the middle of a verse. There'll, there'll be a new sound that that blooms, and it's and it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> so I'm really love I that really word, love it a lot. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I have on. Uh, you make me feel like a natural woman. I, so I, I I was prepared to like this more, to be honest. Ooh. I was prepared. Like in my head, I've heard this, you know, in in, in, in vans, in, <laughs> driving to soccer practice in 1998. I've heard this it's in not... vans. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, I know this one. Like, I'm ready for this. I was prepared to like it a little bit more. Uh, the 19, It's a 1997 update to a 67 song that was using the tech available at the this at the time to make it sound simultaneously modern and a throwback 
that just comes off as aged today. Mm-hmm. It didn't mm-hmm. didn't didn't stand the this this version does not stand the test of time. I would agree. With Whereas that. I would say the '67 version absolutely does. Um, there's a line where she says, "When my soul was was in the lost and found," and I thought that could be a Pixar movie. <laughs> it's Toy Story, actually. Um, it's <laughs> oh shit! Is is Woody Andy's soul? Did you just crack open Toy Story? <laughs> Jamie would never commit a hate crime. I think. Unless it's on stage and for money. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> I, did, I did say uh, towards the end, I said her voice is a bird that must soar. She, <laughs> It just has to fly. Is a bird that must soar. And, and the last thing, last thing I have, uh, there's a line, if I make you happy, I don't need to do more. And I wrote, codependency. Codependency, don't do that. <laughs> that happens actually a lot in this album. There's a lot Ooh, of like, my, yes. some intense like codependency things that I was like, eh, you might want to get away from that. <laughs> All right, then um, I am going to uh, skip over Dreaming of You, I Love You, If That's What It Takes, I Don't Know. And jump right into River Deep Mountain High. I'm dreaming of you. I love you. If that's what it takes, I don't know. <laughs> One of these okay, days. I'll take okay, it. A Patreon thing that I'm definitely going to do is I am going to like use all of the white albums Jamie's given me and make a poem using all of the titles of all of the tracks. That's a new homework assignment for me. Um... <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> all right. Uh, River Deep Mountain High. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, we're back to rocking because those past songs that we skipped uh, weren't, weren't jamming as much. Um, and a first thought, like a first listen thought, I thought immediately of ABBA. Um, not our friend, but the music. Um, I don't know what time period ABBA is. I don't really know much about ABBA. Uh, but it gave me Mamma Mia feels. Um <laughs> I, I had something similar. I, I wrote that I liked the disco-ish techno feel, which which is you know, uh, ABBA was like just like they were like just yawning, stretching, coming out of disco. Okay. Like a lot of a lot of influence there. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I loved it. Um, uh, let's see. There's some bongos. I fuck with. I think those are bongos. I fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, um, I fuck with bongos, Rainy. <laughs> Gang, gang. Um, and uh, this song, the intensity is building. My first uh, listen thought, I was like, this gives me Tina Turner, like Proud Mary, uh, like vibes. It does. And then we get the lyric. When I sat and like actually listened to the lyrics, there is a lyric that says, and I love you, baby, just like Tina loves to sing. And I was like, is this homage to Tina? Like, are we, are we, we're, we're, we're naming that. Uh, Cause I was like, that is Definitely. the vibe of this, right? Along with it being Mamma Mia-esque. Uh, it is, it's Tina Turner, and like, going. Uh, <laughs> that line was added. That's not in the original version. Are you telling me this is a cover? Yeah, you didn't know? I, I don't did. know. No, I don't know yeah. this song. What song? Who's, who's the cover? Is it? it w- I thought you were joking. Yeah, it was originally performed by Ike and Tina Turner. See, I didn't know that. And so that's what got me confused. That's wild yep. to me. 
Okay. That then I was right. Okay, so I don't know all of. I you were dead on. That was impressive. Uh, just, yeah, I didn't know. I don't know all their discography, but I know. I know their sound. I guess. So that makes way more sense. It makes me feel really good. Wow, look at me, pat on the back. Uh, yeah. Okay, but then I still had some thoughts here. So one question I have is: Are rivers really as deep as mountains are tall? I'm not buying that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, rivers. Rivers are not as deep. They're not as deep as a mountain is tall. Be real with me. So, so you'd like it to be ocean deep, mountain high. Yep. Ocean deep, mountain high. It works. That would make sense. It makes sense. River deep, mountain high. River deep, mountain high. Ocean deep. Yeah, it does work. I don't know why. Yeah. So it kind of upset me a little bit as a writer. Uh, I'll talk to Tina. (laughs) And. uh, this, okay, so now all, so many of my thoughts have changed, not realizing this was a Tina Turner uh, song. Because I was like, you can't tell me Celine has never been to a black church. You just can't. Like, I was like, I'm about to start shouting. Like, I am like feeling <laughs> I am about to be moving. I'm about to start shouting. <laughs> Dude, my, my friend Keelan, he took me to a black church one time. Yes. And I, from from then on out, I love that you specifically said the word shout because I called it shout church. The rest of our friendship, I, do, I don't call it black church. I call it shout call church. Shout church. <laughs> yes, it's, we shout. Like, that's it. And I was like, she's she gets that um, at least. Or she's faking it. And that's, you know, we can – I'm trying to give benefit of the doubt here of this is like respect and appreciation and love uh, for great music. Um well, I, while we're on the black church thing, I got to share this story because it's one oh, of my it's one of my favorites. So, I'm I'm the only white person in this church. I'm not uh, a religious person, yeah. so the my whole mentality, as I'm sure you could understand, is just about being respectful. Like I am a yeah. guest in this space in many ways. Like I'm just gonna go with the flow. You know, I'm not gonna be elbowing my buddy or whatever because no, this is his no. space. It's important to him, and I want to be respectful of that, right? So there's this. Uh, Black lady in front of me. I got. Mm-hmm. Of course, she's a black lady. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she's person. wearing like the stereotypical big ass church hat, and she she's she is fanning herself. I mean, it is as stereotypical as you yeah. could possibly yeah. imagine, right? And and the uh, the pastor, or the priest. What's the proper word? I don't know. We'll we'll say pastor. He's and, he's yeah, up there, on, yeah. and he's saying he's. He's saying these things, and she's repeating back everything he says, like the last, the last, like yep, two, two yep. or three nights. It's that call response like, bit, kind of like, yeah. Like pray, praise above this and that, <laughs> and it's it's funny to me. Like I'm recognizing that this is like tickling my funny bone, but I cannot laugh. <laughs> You're holding this, except in. Yep. I'm holding this in for 45 solid minutes, bare minimum. <laughs> uh, and then he, the the pastor says the line. He goes, "I'm not scared of the devil." I hate the devil. And she goes, mm, hate him. <laughs> and I just was like, I could not contain it. I was just laughing myself. So, so hate, hate him, him is like shorthand for, between me and Keelan all the time. Okay, can, we, can you also name, how long was that service? Was it pretty long? I want to say it was between, it was 90 minutes to two hours, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then the best part, the best part of the story, and I wish I wish I was making this up because it sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Wait a minute. So this church is right next to or very close to a uh, Royal Farms. Are you guys familiar with Royal Farms? Nope. 
so it's a it's an East Coast uh, gas station uh, that's I would say is a somewhat a affi- uh, you know how Casey's in Iowa Iowa is synonymous with pizza yeah Royal Farms is synonymous with fried chicken oh fuck I'm going there oh my god and without even thinking about it because I had to go I had to go straight from work from church. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get some fucking Royal Farms chicken. That that'll be great." Mm-hmm. So I go, I go there, and a vast majority of the folks who I just saw in church were thinking the same thing. Yeah, and they were they were looking at me like, "You better not say anything." Right, like, <laughs> like, like, we do like this, you invaded. We don't want you, you to see us. You invaded our space this. with God, and we were cool. And now you gotta watch us get fried chicken, white boy. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Like they were not ha- they were they were less happy to see me at Royal Farms than they were at their <laughs> church. <laughs> Loki makes sense. It makes sense. That's they were like, come on, really? Yeah. Also, Loki's we spent here. enough time with you. <laughs> yeah. Give or us this. Like, we've let you see enough. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Now you got to watch us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I have any more on River Deep Mountain High. Yeah, I just have, I just have a few quick thoughts. Um, I, I said the, the chorus is infectious and perfect. Like it's it's just what you want music to be. Mm-hmm. That do I love you, my own heart? Like so good. It's just such a perfect song. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I feel like I would love this song equally if all the lyrics were just gibberish. Yep, yep, yep. Like, it absolutely. doesn't matter what you're saying. It just sounds amazing. And last thought is I love the added drums and hurried pace on the final chorus. Yes. Like, it it, it, it it comes in with a little bit of extra stank, like, on the drums <laughs> or the piano or whatever, just to leave you, like, with a good feeling. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It's an enjoyable, like, intense song, for sure. Yes. All right, we're going to skip over your light, call the man. Oh, I'm, that's it. That was my five. So um, That was your five? Yeah, I think that's my five. Let me count. Yeah, that's my five. Oh, okay. Great. Cool. Uh, before we move on to Whitney Houston, you have a little something in store for me. Am I correct? Yeah, so we go with uh, Jamie does nice try, white guy. And now I am going to be a part of this, but on the flip side, and it's going to be called Sad Boy or Oh Yeah. Is that what it is? Say it. <laughs> it's it's Sad Boy or Yeah, boy. That's what it is. <laughs> I think I'm going to make you say it every time because I think it's funny. <laughs> um, all right. So I've got, I've got, uh, the way this works is I picked out, um, uh, a lyric from an artist that we've already listened to, not particularly that album necessarily, but from an artist that we've listened to. Um, and then I also made up my own lyric and uh, Jamie has to figure out which one is real, uh, which one is an actual lyric. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. All right. If I could make it rain today and wash away this sunny day down the gutter, I would just to change the pace. Or, I'm stuck on a carousel, and everyone means well, but I need to be free, even if, even if it's just for me. Which one? If I could make it rain today. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I wondered, I, I wondered, I wondered. 
wait, what is that from? I know, no, it's it's Counting Crows. Um, I like your lyric though. That was no. <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't have so many Counting Crows lyrics tattooed on my brain, I think I could have gone for the Carousel. It's good. I was trying. I was trying. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So, our next set here. The fight is harsh and dark. Bruises on my knees. I fight the demons no one can see. Or, and this sky is at war, up from the ground and spaded out of them. I felt temperature rise and I felt a crossing to the brink. Whew, okay. I did not immediately recognize one of them. <laughs> Good. Um, I want to say, I want to say the First one is you. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like your bruised knee imagery gave you away. I feel like that was a, that was a, that was a Negro artist line. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be. This is tough for me because I have to make sure that I don't use my own voice, and it's hard. Um... Me too. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but the thing is, is that I do, I do write, oh, the other one was Dave Matthews. The, the song was Halloween. <laughs> oh, it could have been. It's called that. Halloween? Yeah, I don't know. I just look up songs. <laughs> this, okay, see, but Jamie, the difference is, you, you do have to use a different voice, but I have to use a different voice, but most of our songs are still sad boy songs, and I write sad boy poems, so it's still a That's little true. tough. <laughs> All right, damn it. All right, I got you next time. I'm not worried. Uh, next time, it'll, you know, okay. you're going to – I'm going to get you. I'm, I can't do any more Counting Crows lines. I know that now. Um. Yeah, you can't. That's a good song. <laughs> it is uh, – what is it? Amy Hits the Atmosphere. Um. Love that song. <laughs> Amy Hit the Atmosphere. Oh, so good. You should but listen I, to that song. I, it's like, I didn't listen to this song. I just I just found some lyrics and was like, I could work off that. Um. All right, okay. Um, then do you need a break, Jamie, or are you good to jump right in? Let's, let's do a little pee-pee break. Sounds good. All right. That's it. Fantastic. <laughs> How long was that?